Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gents, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast, post-All-Star break edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm one half of your host, as always, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese, MFR25 on Instagram, Mind of Reese Reviews on TikTok. I just posted a video on there a few days ago saying what I've been up to on my plans for the, for the TikTok page, so check that out. Joint, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, BibbsCorner.com to find all of his content outside of the Mavs, outsiders. Um, aside from the game that took place today, how are you feeling? I needed a second to clear my mind of the fuckery that has transpired in the past hour. Um, I'm okay, I guess. You know, I can't complain too much. Uh, don't know if I mentioned this. I had gotten in trouble oh, wow. at, at work um, for neglecting something <laughs> that is one of the many assigned duties that I have. Uh, how should, should I get into this? Yeah, I want to hear this. So, when I came on to this job, I got absolutely no training. They gave me like a, a sheet, told me, you know, read this sheet. This is all the things that you're supposed to be able to do. I slowly but surely worked my way through most of them, but there was one piece that I'd never fully understood the process for. In that, it's been almost two years. I've been pretty much ignoring this entire process. And so it came to my boss's attention when someone left a review and said, hey, nobody followed up on this. What's going on? My boss was like, Michael, what happened? I was like, hey, I never understood this system. Nobody told me what to do. And so they broke it down. Hey, this is what we got to do. Blah, 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 blah. Now, at the same time, I'm being praised by other departments for everything else I'm doing. You know, I got like a, a great scores for some stuff that I do on a regular, every Tuesday, I do like a, a update for the, for the, the entire department or whatever that goes out to the home healthcare providers across, across the nation or whatever. Like, and I, I had the highest scores out of everybody that's involved with that or whatever. So they praising me for that. I had something, I uh, wrote something that for a lady, she needed an answer to a complex question. I broke it down for her. She sent it to the government. Government said, hey, this is great. Thank you. So I'm getting praised for stuff on the other side of it. But I had this one thing I had missed. So I had a meeting on Friday with my boss and my boss's boss. And I had been nervous about this, this, this conversation for a while, for the whole week, because we had talked about it the previous week when I explained to her, hey, I ain't really, I got a lot of crap I'm doing. <laughs> and so this one I never understood. So it kind of fell by the wayside. I'm trying to not get into too many details. So then we had the conversation and during that conversation, they realized things are being assigned to me 
that should not be assigned to me. Let me repeat that. So again, <laughs> I'm doing like a hundred different things. And in that 100, many of the things that are being assigned to me to do, I should not have to do. So when you say that, are you saying they shouldn't have been assigned to you because this is out of your like? It's not my line. So I'm in a department, education department. Education department is broken up into three groups. Within the group that I'm in, there are three different things that are occurring. I'm supposed to be in charge of one of those things. I accept being able to do two of those things because of my background. Like I can handle if like the other person needs some help, I can jump in and do some of their stuff. I've been assigned things for all three the entire time I've been there because I know the third thing I accepted. Like I can do that. I can do these things, but when I'm doing all three, Something's not going to happen. Something's not getting done. And I apparently should not even, I should not have been doing the third one. It became easy to assign those to me when nobody else was doing them because they know I can do it. Now, in the meantime, like six months ago, we hired a whole extra person into the department. So now what they've decided is all those things that are the third piece that should not have been assigned to me at all in the first place, all those are going to be assigned to her moving forward. And uh, she, they asked if I wanted to transition some of the stuff that's like backlog now <laughs> to the, her, but I was like, I'm not going to have her like contacting people late to where they're mad at her. Uh, like I'll, I'll just bite the bullet on these, but it was, it was very eye opening. It was like, yeah, you're, we realize, you know, you're the easiest person on the team. Like, you don't complain. It's like, but we should have noticed. It's like, yeah, you probably should have. You probably should have been paying attention <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so, so it's been a week. It's been a week. <clears throat> it went, that went better than, I, at the same, I also got my bonus announcement this week. Like, it's been a, it's been an interesting week. So I'm getting, I had the, the little conversation about the slacking, quote unquote, that really wasn't slacking. It's really they've been making me do too much. I had praise for two different things, and then I got a bonus. It's just been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week on the job. My, uh, I'll get into my job on the work, my work week on the job then, since this we're here. <laughs> um, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, a friend of mine that used to work excuse me, at my current job, um, hit me up, told me about a job opportunity at her job. She works at a Petco. Okay. Where I would, huh? Okay. Petco. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I would not like to work with animals. I, I don't know enough about animals to care for them, not care for them. Like I don't give a fuck. I say, they <laughs> physically care for them. Yeah. Um, but this job at Petco will not require me to do such. So I said, okay, you know, what's the money like? You know, uh, it's negotiable. It are, it starts at 20, but I can negotiate to where I'm getting paid now. Um, yeah. And, and 
It's much easier than what I'm doing now. Actually, it isn't that much easier. It's just I, I want to get out of the dysfunctional environment that I'm in right now. Management is awful. So I, I'm a de- I'm an assistant department manager. I told my department manager, I was like, look, I'm letting you know this to give you a heads up. Like, you know, there's a possibility I could be out because I know without me, he's going to be stressed because like he's been before me. He said he's been running through shit assistant managers like they couldn't do shit and i'm just like look I'm just letting you know what the deal is if anything comes up i'll update you you know cool that was a week and a half ago so a few days ago i still haven't heard anything back from the job there's no i haven't given him an update or anything a few days ago Did you formally like inquire about that job or like apply or whatever my application yeah okay yeah um a few days ago uh what happened first a girl came to me a girl i usually like speak to in the morning we had conversations and stuff and she was like are you leaving and i was like because i had mentioned to her before like that i was like i'm ready to go i'm about to start looking for something like so i didn't think nothing of it right so the next day he had um he had said something to me i asked him something he was like hey who else did you tell or something like he was like, yeah, because people going around, people were coming to me asking me, you know, the rumor sure something, something is Maurice leaving, and I'm like, I only told you, and one other person who works here knows because she works at Petco as well, and she's friends with the friend. She works in both places. Yeah. Okay. In the same shopping center. Oh, okay, okay. So I know she runs her mouth. She's a young girl. She's like 18. So I went to her and asked her. She looked me dead in my face and told me, I, I didn't say anything. One thing I will say about this girl, from working with her for almost a year, she runs her fucking mouth. But if you ever ask her if she ran her mouth, she'll tell you the goddamn truth. Okay. I ran my mouth. Yes, I said this. She said, your first... Uh, mistake was telling him something about my my manager. So the girl I had the conversation with the day before, I was like, let me ask her. I was like, who told you? She was like, he told me. He came to me, told me not to tell nobody. I'm like, ah, so he's a fucking liar. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a fucking liar. He was like, dang, can I put this off on him? That's what it was. Like, like, I, need bl- I need it not be my fault. What you tried to get in front of the lie? Like, and she probably went and ran her mouth. So all roles lead back to you because you was the only one I told and you wasn't supposed to say nothing. So oh, that's awkward. First of all, now he's not going to get any updates. He, he already ruined that. This is the part that annoys me. And this is the part that makes working uncomfortable. Three people yesterday asked me, so are the rumors true? Are you leaving? A guy from a different department that I converse with sometimes a lady from a different department that I converse with sometimes and one of the co-managers at the store. When I say co-manager, like the top top, there's the store director, there's the co-managers, then there's the department managers. So yes, somehow my co she asked, are you leaving? So the truth, I said, I'm not going anywhere yet. I got an opportunity. I took it, filled out an application and for now I'm here. It's like, yo, I, I don't need motherfuckers asking me if I'm leaving. I don't need my managers above me asking if I'm leaving. 
because you don't know what these people are like. You you don't know how they right. going. They might try to get you up out of there now. Like this, yeah. He's not getting the update from me on anything. Um, <clears throat> went to the movies earlier. I missed the first half of the game. I didn't necessarily miss it. The movie was at one ten. We got out at three forty. I took my girlfriend to see Ant Man: Quantumania. Uh, for the people that's listening, it was her first Marvel experience, MCU theater experience. She's seen other MCU movies, never in the theaters. Crazy movie to fucking pick, but I mean, we here, we move. Um, kind of annoyed when I got to the theater. We went to get some snacks. We got a popcorn. I got an icy. She got a drink. Whatever. We had the concession stands at the AMC. You go to the kiosk because this AMC I go to, they don't have people take your order anymore. It's just a kiosk. So go there, put your order in, you get a ticket. You go around to the side, wait for them to call your ticket. This is my girlfriend doesn't go to the movies pretty much ever. So she doesn't know that they have to call the ticket number. You don't go up there and give them the ticket. So she's just standing back waiting, thinking we're in line because there's like four or five people who are together just crowding the counter where they bring the food out at. The young lady came out, said, hey, I need y'all to back up from the counter a little bit. You know, people got to come get their food. And they just start going off and spazzing like, oh, well, no, we need this food. You call these other. And I'm just like, bro, it is 1 10 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon and y'all doing it. And they was like in their 40s and 50s, bro. And I'm just oh, like, damn, I was picturing kids. Y'all too old for this. Like, go to church. Please do something. Like, I just hate when people go out of their way for the drama. Customer service work is a bad time when she wasn't even being rude, man. Like, she doesn't generate the ticket number. She doesn't say, all right, I want this one to come up now. Like, come out how they come out. She said, you can go to get services. That's all she was saying. She was like, she, she better than me. Uh, she probably used to it. She used probably, to it. I'm used to it. She's still better than me. <laughs> I don't know how I would respond in that situation, but as a former, <sighs> as a former customer service person, and I still kind of technically, I guess, could fall into that camp. People usually don't mess with me these days, but like I used to just let people like, if you're going to go off, I'm going to just let you go off for a second. And now I'm going to tell you shut to tell you how it is and you can either accept it or continue to go off but i'm not going to be hurt by it like i always my, and it's funny because my mom is a customer service person too but she's like quick to like flip on a person i'm like you supposed to understand the other side like <laughs> are you inclined to help somebody that's yelling at you no i'm not going out of my way for you like just just be nice to the person you don't know what kind of day they have right now Speaking of movies, uh, movie shit is ramping up, man. It's a lot, a lot of movies starting to come out week by week. Uh, we had Ant Man, Cocaine Bear came out this past weekend. Creed comes out this weekend. Uh, I think another movie comes out the weekend after that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm gonna try to watch all of the John Wick movies before John Wick Chapter Four. Yeah, Scream yeah. Six is the week after that. Champions yeah. also comes out. Oh, that's the Woody Harrelson movie, right? With the um, is that what that is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Special basketball team. Sixty-five and Shazam the week after that. John Wick the week after that. I think I'm skipping the end of March. Dungeons and Dragons and spinning. I'm gonna see Dungeons and Dragons. I ain't got no interest in that. I don't think. It looks funny. 
I put air on here. Oh, that's the Michael Jordan movie. That shit looks like a goddamn Netflix parody. Like the way it's shot and shit, it just don't look like a real movie. It looked like some funny or die shit. Like I I haven't paid too much attention to their trailers or nothing. Three, three, the IMAX live. If you're listening to this, wonder why we ain't cussing about Jason Kidd yet. You have full power to check the show notes because I always take my sweet ass time getting y'all the details so y'all don't have to listen to things y'all want to listen to. I don't want to hear no complaints. We we trying to give y'all credence. We trying to give y'all space to breathe before we discuss this game. We're trying. Yo, Shanae got the yams. I'm sorry. That was who the hell is Shanae? Agumake. Whatever, however you pronounce that. Oh, Chine. Okay. Chine. I always call it the Chine. I thought it was. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Chine. Okay. Chine. Sorry. She's on ESPN NBA countdown. She right what she's doing at this point. At huh? first, I thought it was. At first, I thought it was a mistake, but she's doing. Nah, she knows what she's doing. She it's intentional, hundred percent. She for sure knows what she's doing. I respect. Go for her. Go for her. I respect it. I'm gonna tell uh, Dia to get me to give me the. No, I'm scared. <laughs> Wow. All right. Um so so should we should we get into this game now, man? <clears throat> sure. What about the Spurs, boy? Um the Spurs game was fantastic. I thought that uh that was good. Well, we can't just ignore a game that happened this week. The Dallas Mavericks did defeat San Antonio Spurs Thursday, first game after the All-Star break, 142 to 116. And yes, that is in regulation, people. Granted, Spurs are a bad team. Those are the games you win. But this was this. I watched the first half. I didn't watch the second half. Went to sleep. Hence, y'all did not get a recap. Um, These are the games you like to see the Mavs dominate and win like. We're so used to them just skating by bad teams, and now we're just putting the hammer on them, blowing these dudes out. Uh, so good win. Uh, I'm pretty sure you have nothing to add on that, but I'll give you the chance. Yeah, no notes. Good job. Great job, guys. Great job. Now, earlier today, Dallas Mavericks fell to the Los Angeles Lakers 111 to 108. Um, like I said, got out of the movies at 340. Uh, I got home when the second half was starting the entire ride. I was listening to the game and occasionally looking up like at red lights and shit. Um, I basically heard the entire collapse happen. Like we had a 27 point lead at one point. In the first half, um, going into the second half, the lead was cut to 14, I believe. Sounds about right. Yeah. And then in the third quarter, it was just. um, The Lakers shot the three ball terribly. And you would think, damn, a team is down 27 points and they're shooting the ball terribly. But they came back to win. They must have got hot from three. You would think, right? I mean, usually that's the case. That's what happens with the Dallas Mavericks. We've seen it happen multiple times before. But no, the Los Angeles Lakers finished the game 6 of 34 
from three-point range. You're also thinking, damn, they must have fucked us up on the boards. They had to fuck us up on the boards, right? Is that what you would think? If I didn't know, yeah. Yeah. Lakers defensive rebounds, 39. Mavs defensive rebounds, 37. Lakers offensive rebounds, 17. Mavs offensive rebounds, 11. Now, these are just box scores. You're just looking at these numbers. This is somebody who did not watch the game. This is what they would think. Let's go to points in the paint. Because games are won in the trenches. That's what they say about football. Games are won in the trenches in basketball as well. When that three ball isn't falling, you need to force your way to that paint. You need to get easy buckets. You need to draw fouls. You need to put teams in the bonuses to create free points. Dallas Mavericks, 32 points in the paint. Los Angeles Lakers damn near doubled that with 62 points in the paint. You know the saddest part about that? You know how they do the little interview at the halftime or coming out of the half? Mm-hmm. Darvin Ham literally said, we not making threes, so we got to attack the rim. Sounds like a good coach to me. Which seems like the obvious strategy against the Mavs, period. And even still, Jason Kidd failed to give us an opportunity to try to slow that down at all. The Los Angeles Lakers shot 28 free throws, 21 of 28. The Dallas Mavericks shot 14, 10 of 14. I don't want to hear it yet. Were the refs pretty bad this game? Sure. But the reason the Lakers shot double the amount of free throws that the Mavs did is because they attacked the paint. They played a physical game. They did not rely on three-pointers. They played an inside-out game, not an outside-in game. Thank you for saying that, because I saw people complaining about the free throw discrepancy, and it's like, yes, they're bigger and stronger and more physical than us. We play pretty basketball. It's That's not going how you get to the free throw line. We, we can't get in the trenches with them, like as, as was stated. Well, we get, how they won a championship by just being bigger and stronger than everybody. Literally, in an age where people were playing small ball and still are to, to an effect. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, let's let's look at the box score. Uh, let's look at the box score for, for, for the Lakers. Okay. Uh, Anthony Davis, 30 points, 15 rebounds. Jared Vanderbilt, 15 points, 17 rebounds. Hit my parlays. Shout out to them. I did not hit mine, so shout out to you. LeBron James, 26 points, 8 rebounds. Dennis Schroeder, 16 points. Definitely controlled the glass. Let's look at the Mavericks box score. These were the Mavericks starters. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell, and Justin Holiday, who was playing his second game with the Dallas Mavericks. Started out of left field. Did not see that coming. Magical that some people got to earn their minutes over months and months and some people just get get starting jobs out of no fucking where after one good game it's almost like he doesn't have a real philosophy 
It's almost like he just does shit. It's almost like he just does shit. That should be put on a t-shirt with Jason Kidd's face on it. Markeith Morris played tonight. I enjoyed Markeith minutes. I enjoyed Markeith minutes as well. Three points, you know, one for two. Uh, he hit a three, played nine minutes. You're not expecting a lot of numbers in the box score out of him. He's a nice big body out there. Uh, Theo Pinson did not play tonight, y'all. Theo Pinson did not play tonight. This is where we would need a soundboard to put like a raucous applause. I thought you was going to get the soundboard. You said Chris was like showing you some stuff. Who? Chris, who spaces? What? You said this like last year. This must have been your other co-host. I don't know. That's crazy. Um, you sound, <laughs> sound like somebody's girlfriend. Oh, it must be that other bitch. <laughs> um, um, Christian Wood off the bench. Only played 20 minutes. 6 of 13, 2 of 5 from 3. 9 rebounds, 14 points. Tim Hardaway Jr., 24 minutes. 5 of 13, 4 of 8 from 3, 17 points. Frank Nilakina logs 12 minutes. Josh Green playing 16 minutes partially due to foul trouble the other part i have no fucking idea other part is jason kidd is the coach nine points justin holiday played 28 fucking minutes let me say this i like justin holiday i like what justin holiday brings to this team justin holiday shouldn't be fucking starting Josh Green should have been starting over Justin Holiday. Mm-hmm. When I saw that Justin Holiday was starting, I texted Bibbs and, and he was like, I almost went off. Like, like he almost went off at the fact that Justin Holiday got the start. And I understand his frustration. I was like, you know what? It's not a big deal to me because in my head, I'm like, okay, Josh isn't starting, but Josh is still going to get starter minutes. Like, Justin Holiday is that guy who's going to start and play like 18, 20 minutes. And if he's hooping, he'll get more. Josh is going to get his 25, right? No. He played 16 fucking minutes. And please don't tell me, ah, oh, Josh only played 16 minutes because he was in foul trouble. Josh was in foul trouble for the first half. He had three fouls in the second quarter. I understand it. Take him out. Don't play him. I can't remember when he logged his fourth. He played 10 minutes, I think, in the first half. And yeah, that was when he he got his fourth in the another he got his fourth in the third quarter, I think. But regardless, whatever, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. They had Justin Holiday close this game out. Not a bad player at all, but I'd rather have my best players on the floor if they're able to play. If Josh Green only has four fouls, why the fuck was he not on the floor? The entire, most of the fourth quarter, I'm watching Dwight Powell down there be non-existent on the fucking boards. We're giving up offensive rebounds. There's no presence on the glass because we know Dwight Powell is an awful rebounder. Awful. He went to the line and missed two fucking free throws as well. Jason Kidd waits till there's one minute left in the game to say, all right, Christian Wood, get in there. At that point, and I and I see people. Um, some are saying, "Oh, this entire game is on Luca and Jason Kidd," and I just I can't put an entire game on two people. But Jason Kidd for sure 
plays a big role in this. Luca's not exempt either. Kyrie had a bad game. You know what? He's played fantastic since he's been a Mav. He was bound to get one. I'm just bad. I'm just upset it came against the Lakers in this winnable game where we had a clear lead and we gave what the fucking who was that? Romeo Cornell? You want to crown our ass? Then crown him. Thoughts on the lost pairs? Um, I mean, you hit a lot of it. Uh, I will add in the first half, Justin Holiday did. I mean, yeah, I think he had three blocks in the first half. Mm-hmm. Didn't add anything offensively. And the idea of Reggie Bullock and or Holiday on LeBron, especially once he started putting his head down, was an interesting choice. The idea that we were double teaming Anthony Davis on the perimeter, interesting choice. The idea that we would continue to play Dwight Powell when he's offering absolutely no resistance in the paint, and we've seen Wood at least offer some resistance. Confounding. The fact that we signed JaVal McGee to be the physical presence for specifically for situations like this and couldn't find a way to, to work him in. Very interesting. I wanted to be mad at Kyrie and Luca. Luca specifically because uh, he started out well and then during the, the slump started trying to do too much early on. So we had the refs doing their part to try to get the Lakers back in the game. And then we had Luca on the other end throwing stupid passes to help get the Lakers back into the game. Shout out to Jared Vanderbilt for being active and literally that being how he turned the game around. He single-handedly turned the game around between jumping the passing lanes on our goofy-ass predictable passes and uh, also getting on the offensive glass when Luca was not boxing him out because we put Luca on Vanderbilt, which means Luca's going to stand in the paint and not pay attention to him on the perimeter because he's not an actual perimeter threat. But when you're not paying attention to him on the perimeter, that allows him a free run at every single offensive rebound to get to the glass. Uh, Reese mentioned earlier that he had 17 rebounds. I'm going to double check the which how many were offensive. Eight offensive rebounds. He almost had a double-double with offensive rebounds alone. Um, again, single-handedly turned the game around. Uh, I think Schroeder and Reeves, or Beasley and, and, and Reeves hit <clears throat> timely threes. Beasley was two for 11 for the game, but he hit a timely three during the run. Uh, Austin Reeves got to talk mad shit to Josh and walk off with a victory and a big shot between Bullock's eyes. Um, we mentioned Christian Wood, 20 minutes, 14 points, nine boards. Dwight Powell, 27 minutes, 6.6 boards. Just feels very obvious that there's a, a discrepancy there. And I don't care about Dwight Powell being in the right position on defense when they're just going through his chest every time. I just, I, <laughs> I'm getting hysterical right now. Cause it's like, I get so fucking tired of the Dwight Powell bullshit. I, I get so tired of it. 
And this is nothing against the white pile. This is more so to the people who try to use the white pile to say, oh, this is why the white pile needs to be playing more than Christian Wood. There is no excuse for the white pile ever to be playing more than Christian Wood. None. But when the white pile took over the starting job from JaVale McGee, people was like, oh, because because the white pile, because he can defend in he can defend in space and, and he can defend in the pick and roll. Y'all are too worried about whether or not our big can move his fucking feet on the perimeter that y'all don't realize when people see him in the fucking paint, it's he's food. He is food. He cannot defend the basket to save his life. He can't even, he's not even a Cody Zeller or a Mason Plumlee. Those motherfuckers ain't really, I can't believe I said Cody Zeller, but still, you you get you get the archetype I'm 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 talking about. He's not even an Omer Yurtsevin. Like these guys aren't really rim protectors. They rebound the hell out of the fucking ball. But at least when you see them down there, you're not thinking, uh, that motherfucker's fool. No, the white pal is soft down there. Like, and he shouldn't even be in this position. He shouldn't even be in this position. We've said before. The White Powell's role is best as a role player off the bench. Why am I watching a commercial where a raccoon is digging in the back of a man's pocket? Okay. Um, the White Powell's role it's is... trying to turn the TV off. <laughs> the White Powell's role is best with 15, 16 minutes off the bench. Not as a starter. Why wait till a minute left in the game to put a new big in? If that just ride with the motherfucker you had. I'm sorry. Continue. Clearly, you thought Dwight Powell was the answer here. So now you're gonna put Christian Wood in in a last second situation where he feels like he's supposed to be the savior. Like you, you setting yourself and that player up for failure. Should we just Mar- get into this? He put Markeith Morris late in the game too. Markeith Morris could have gotten some minutes during that stretch. One of the things I wanted to point out about Markeith Morris. When he was in in the first half, I noticed there was a possession where he got switched on to AD, and AD didn't even really try to back him down because he offered some resistance. What the fuck, Jason Kidd? Did you not see that? I just... Oh, speaking of Jason Kidd, did you see the quote? What quote? Did you see the... All right, let me pull the quote up. Oh, they all his ass for this quote, boy. Uh, they said this might be the single worst quote a coach has ever given. That's saying a lot. Jason Kidd got some bad quotes, man. Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd outdid himself. Let's see. Like they had, they had Dalton cussing. Oh shit! Um, Jason Kidd on not calling timeouts during the opposing team runs. I'm not the savior here. I'm not a player. I'm watching. Bitch. What? <laughs> Almost what? said the word. Almost said the word. No, nah, no way, bro. You know what? I can't remember. I, it's not over yet. It's more to it. It's more? We have to grow up if we want to win a championship. We have to get better at working the game, and we will. Call a timeout, you goofy bitch. Bro. You are the coach. You are supposed to control the game. You're not supposed to be watching. Bro, this is the same shit he was doing in the playoffs last year. And I can't remember. Actually, I remember exactly who it was. I could see his profile picture, but I don't remember his name. We were arguing 
on the timeline because he tried to tell me Jason Kidd was right for not calling the timeout because they got to learn to do shit on their own. When no! I said, when I said Steve Kerr calls timeouts for the Warriors, he like, yeah, but those guys learned. Those are veterans. Then he shouldn't call timeouts for them. That's the complete opposite of what you're arguing right now. The complete opposite. When the Spurs, up the, when opposing teams of the Spurs go on runs, what does Greg Popovich do? Call a timeout. Steve Kerr calls timeouts. Eric Sprostra calls timeouts. Ty Lue calls timeouts. All coaches better than you calling these timeouts, and you think you're above calling a goddamn timeout to teach this team something? What are you teaching them? They're not learning. Call the timeout and teach them in the huddle. That's what timeout is for. You see Luka body language looking bad. You see him throwing turnovers. You see uh, the team not hustling. So first, he didn't call the timeout. The run went on too long. Then he did call the timeout. And then he put the same five motherfuckers back on the court. What are you doing? What happened in the the timeout? Hey, guys, let's pick it up, guys. Let's pick it up. We got to hustle. We're getting out hustle. Go out there. No, Justin Holiday, you're not doing shit. Josh, get in there. Dwight Powell, you getting body. Christian Wood, get in there. Markeith, actually, get in there. We want beef in there right now. We need to get hard on the glass, Get these. make sure they're not getting second chances. Luca, have a seat for a second. Kyrie, run the show. Like, I, I need you to observe and react. I need you to notice your players, know your players' tendencies when Luca is being a big, goofy crybaby. Get him off the fucking court. We don't have to play him through that no more. We have Kyrie Irving. Kyrie was being too passive. Kyrie, do you want to hoop or no? You don't want to hoop? Then we might need to figure something else out. But if I, I need you to hoop right now. Luca, do you want to go to the back room and, and punch a teddy bear or something to get it out your system? Like, what do we got to do to get y'all heads in this game? I'm not even mad. I'm not going to get mad at Justin Holiday or, or Bullock for their what they did, they were being asked to do things they shouldn't have been asked to do. I'm, what I'm mad at is Jason Kidd's inability to, to read and react. When Tim Hardaway Jr. puts up three bricks in a row, he's done. Get him the fuck out. Move to the next person. We These players are too close in overall talent for you to be married to anybody. If they looking like complete butt cheeks, move to the next guy. When it's Luca and Kyrie, if one of them's having a bad stretch, either make a conscious decision to try to get them going, or for Luca, in my opinion, when he's in that stretch where he's barely getting up and down the court, where he's not paying attention, his dudes getting all the rebounds, he's not paying attention, his dudes getting all the shots, he's throwing turnovers over, get him off the court. He's not going to work his way out of that. I don't want him to work his way out of that. He's just going to bring the team's energy down with him. Get him off the court. We don't have to play him through that no more. That's why you get a second star to avoid that. And the Dwight Powell getting body. Dwight Powell might got to cuss Jason Kidd out. Like, hey, what are we doing? I'm not him. I can't sit here and take this abuse over and over and over and over and over again because you have a point to prove. Help me. My face is going to break in a minute. I don't, this boy got titanium in his head, in his cranium. Damn, I fucked up. This boy got titanium in his cranium because ain't no way he ain't broke a bone in that face yet as much as he gets hit and abused. 
I'm tired. I'm tired of Jason Kidd, man. We got what four games, three games, three games of Luca and Kyrie need to figure each other out before we got right back here to Jason Kidd doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Let me give y'all a quick analogy. One of my famous analogies, right? For when y'all when when Jason Kidd is talking about they need to learn, they need to work through it. They need to they need to learn. Uh, I'm not gonna call a timeout. Me and Bibbs are out. Me and Bibbs hanging out at the club, having a good time. You know how shit go. Out at the club, motherfucker start acting rowdy. Gunshots go off. Bop, bop, bop. Bibbs goes down. Bibbs is hit. I'm like, oh shit. They the shot. <laughs> oh shit. They the shot Bibbs. Bibbs like, hey man, hey, hey, give me a shirt, put some pressure on this. I'm like, nah, this this your first time. You're gonna have to learn. You're gonna have to deal with that yourself. I'm not helping you. So so I'm gonna sit there and watch Bibbs bleed out and die. Cause I feel like he ain't experienced <clears throat> enough in being shot. And he needs to stop the blood himself. When I'm standing right there with the ability to stop it literally in my hands. That went darker than I was expecting. I thought it was going, I thought it was going to be a getting jump scenario, which would have been less deadly. That actually would have been better. I should have used that. I, I just RIP to me. I took the I took the stop the bleeding thing literally. I got you. I got you. No, that actually I, I do have a I'm gonna apologize to my cousin real quick. Uh when we were little, him and this dude got into a beef. And so we went to the hill. They was gonna fight. They was gonna squab it out. And so me and the other dude with his homie was standing beside each other, like, hey, we just gonna let them solve resolve these issues real quick. So my cousin is handling his business. He's getting it in. He's he's bodying buddy. Like it's 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 about to get ugly for the boy. The dude's friend decided to jump in it. And now my cousin was handling business so well, I was like, I'm gonna let this play out for a second. <laughs> I took a little bit too long to react. They got the upper hand, it, he started rolling down the hill. It <clears throat> then by the time I did, I, at that point I did try to get in it. But they had accomplished what they had wanted to accomplish, and they took off before I could get in it. I say that to say <laughs> that only had to happen once. <laughs> that only had to happen once. It never happened again. It never happened again because the next time it wasn't no hesitation. It wasn't no conversation. It was we both in this, and if one of us in it, then we both in it. One time I had to see my team get overwhelmed once before I decided I need to take action immediately. Jason Kidd has been doing this for two years. Nothing different, nothing we haven't seen before is occurring in, in this situation. Dwight Powell getting body, seen it before. 
Tim Hardaway Jr. throwing up bullshit and not hitting it. When he was hitting the bullshit, it was cool. When he's not, he's useless. Get him off the court. Frank Nilakina on the court at all. If you're not ready to pull the trigger, you don't need to be in the game. How'd he get 12 minutes? Did he even take a shot? I don't think so, but let me check. Let's see. Zero field goal attempts. Zero field goal attempts. 12 minutes. Multiple times what during this stretch where we're getting, we're blowing this lead, the ball goes to Frank Nielakina, and he has a shot, and he does not take it. Useless. Stop putting him on the court. Why would you have him in the court in that situation? We're not scoring buckets. Let me get Frank Nielakina out here. That's where your mind went, Jason. Make it make sense. It can't make sense. Most of the things Jason Jason Kidd does as an NBA coach doesn't make sense. And it frustrates me when I watch mainstream media and the few times they talk about the Mavericks, they say, hey, Jason Kidd is a great coach. That's how I know y'all don't fucking watch shit. Ooh, never been a great coach. Mid, at best. He had us fooled that first season. He had us fooled. Yeah, some people fooled. He had me fooled. I accepted what happened down the stretch last year. I accepted how it got there. I th- my thing was I need him to get quicker about making these decisions. And he seems to have gotten worse somehow. Yeah, he has regressed as a coach. I just I don't know how much long I can deal with this. And I know I'm going to have to get used to it because I know he isn't going anywhere anytime soon because the players like him. The only way he goes is if Kyrie says, I will stay if he goes. Only way. That's the only way I can That's see That's not going to happen. Right. That's the only way I can see it happening. And to be honest, I don't see that. I, I, I think they will pick Jason Kidd. They will pick Jason Kidd. I think you know that they will pick Jason Kidd. Watch me be a Orlando Magic fan. Of all teams, the Hornets are right there. <laughs> They're a criminal organization. <laughs> I can't consciously pick the boys. Did you see the video video with LaMelo? No. LaMelo running red lights every after every game. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> criminal organization. I can't, I can't, I can't consciously make that decision. Yeah, I, I will probably just be a freelancer. I don't think I could be a Wizards fan, man. Hey, can't do that. Not while Bradley Beal is there stealing money. So yeah, and KP there, I didn't been through that. I can't. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, we talked enough about this game. Two key components of our conversation that we mentioned. We mentioned Jason Kidd a lot, and we mentioned Christian Wood. Last week's episode, we talked a bit about Christian Wood. Um, We talked about the way he's been treated post-All-Star. I'm at post-trade deadline and even pre-trade deadline, to be quite honest. Um, Something we have kept a secret for this week is that we have some new information uh, regarding Christian Wood's place within the organization, their feelings about him, the relationship, 
uh, contract talks, how things are going, what the Mavs plan to do with him. Uh, and it came straight from the source, straight from the agent of, of Christian Wood. Uh, I'm pretty sure some people in the Mavs Twitter community knows that they do talk. They have been openly talking to people who they feel are in the quote unquote media. Um, but I was not the one who spoke directly to them. Only one of us did. Bibbs talked to him directly, had a conversation. So um, I'm going to give it to you now to basically, I guess, you don't even have to summarize, just beat by beat what the situation is from the start. So it's a lot of information. Yeah. Um, But try to not be long-winded about it. So the first thing is the Mavs plan. What's, you want to go with the Mavs plans for Christian Wood, how they yeah. view this entire situation. So traded for Christian Wood uh, by dumping a bunch of players that were not playing, right, in a first-round pick. First-round pick, the logic was what he's going to give us is more than what that first-round pick was going to give us, most likely. Okay, so that's how you justify it. <clears throat> they're also bringing him in with the knowledge of his reputation. Banking on that as a way to get some cheap help. Christian Wood arrives in the summer. Off season. He's in the gym. Five days a week. Nobody else is there. Just him and a coach. Because I don't know if people understand this. Let me break this down. NBA players, they want to get extra work in. That's why Mavs have 100 assistants. Our players, teams have 100 assistants. Hey, I need to get in the gym. I need somebody to come catch these balls. Pause. Um, so he had a coach there with him. And they're watching him. They're sending notes. Hey, Jace, Christian Wood looks really good. Christian Wood is in the gym again. Christian Wood is in the gym again. And the Mavs immediately are like, huh. Thought this boy was lazy. Hmm. Huh. You said he looked good, huh? All right. Okay. Interesting. Let's get this extension done real quick. So the Mavs have been trying to get the extension done. That's the first thing I needed to put out there. The Mavs have been trying to get the extension done. Since September, they've been trying to get the extension done. With that said, there has never been any conversation about numbers on an extension or years. None of that. The the Mavs have said we want to have extension talks. The Christian Wood camp has been of the line. We want to wait. We want our only things on our mind are getting Christian Wood to the all-star game and winning the championship. We don't want to talk about money. Now, before we get deeper into that, Kyrie Irving pretty much said the same thing in his the first time he was asked in a press conference. I don't want to spend the rest of the year talking about this. I want to play basketball. Right? I think that's a fair way to uh, approach the situation. Now, with that said, so extension talks, Mavs want to do it in September. This is before training camp, before preseason, all that good stuff. <clears throat> Going into the training camp, Christian Wood at this point has been told 
you're going to get the opportunity to earn the starting job. You're going to play for it. Christian Wood said, bet. I've been putting in the work. I'm ready to go prove that I, I deserve this job. Then media day happens. And uh, Reese, do you recall what occurred on media day? Yes. Uh, on media day, Christian Wood found out from basically a media press event that he was coming off of the bench for the Dallas Mavericks. So again, before media day, Mavs have seen him work all summer and say, we want to get the extension done. And they've told him that he's going to get a chance to earn the job. Before he even has the opportunity to show that he deserves the job, he's being blindsided by the news that he's coming off the bench. News didn't come from Jason Kidd. News didn't come during practice, after practice. It came from Jason Kidd saying it during media day and a reporter then relaying it to Christian Wood, blindsiding him. I know there were people who had the idea, the thought that he was joking when he said, this is the first I've heard of this. No, he was dead ass. This was the first he heard of this. So now you go from, I don't want to talk about the extension, but I expect to be able to get an extension because I'm going to show that I deserve it to. Yeah. We're going to give you a chance psych, but how about that extension though? And so now where we might've had a situation where there's trust on both sides, that everybody wants the same thing. You've told me this is what it's going to be. Now I get to go prove it. Now you've lied to me. Now I'm a little bit, mm, I don't know. And I, I'm not saying this is not, this part of it is me speculating how he would feel, how I would feel in this situation. I come into this situation. I'm being told I'm going to get to earn a job. I already know you want to keep me, but now you've taken that opportunity to earn a job from me. Is this a working environment I would want to be in? Let's put it to, to you, Reese. You're in the job. You're the you're assistant manager. Hey, <clears throat> we don't have a manager for this role yet. We got two assistant managers. I'm going to give you the opportunity to earn that manager position in, in, over the next month. Bet. You show up on the first day orientation. They announce the other person is the manager. Would you still want to be there? No. Immediately. Like, just like that, I'm like, yeah, this ain't it for me. It's time to start looking elsewhere. Where are these other applications at? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I don't have, if this is how you operate, I don't know if I want to be around here. All right, so that's early. <clears throat> now, the Mavs have, again, attempted to extend these, these talks now, uh, over the course of the season. It's happened several times. Uh, if the reports from there was a point in time, this is from the agent as a point in time where was it Shams? Somebody reported that the Mavs had tried to do a two year. I think it might've been Tim Cato, not Cato um, McMahon. One of those guys reported that the Mavs had offered like a two year deal or something. Yeah. Like that. Somebody reported. So then Shams. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm getting new information as we speak. Oh, wow. uh, 
Shams reached out to the agent and was like, hey, so they offered y'all the two-year deal. What's the situation? Are y'all looking at it, taking it? He was like, they offer us nothing because we're not letting them offer us nothing. And so I think Shams had to come back behind it and say, you know, there have not been any extension talks. So the Mavs have been trying to manipulate it with the media. Your favorite Mavs reporters are all under Cuban's thumb. No matter how you feel about them, no matter what they've one time said a negative thing about the Mavs, they all are controlled by Mark Cuban. All of them. All of them. Let me repeat. All of them. Even the ones you think, man, ain't no way. If they are the top top dog Mavs reporters are all under Mark Cuban one way or another. We ain't talking about, you know, the, the how do the, I say, the independent. Po- the independent, the podcast circle. Right. We ain't talking about guys like like Dalton. We ain't talking about guys like, y'all know we not talking about guys like Kirk. Like, right. Mark Cuban, like, come on, Mark Cuban and Kirk, that's like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McFucking Matt. Actually, they did work together at one point, but that's besides the point. We're not talking about them. That's all. That, that's all I'm leaving out. The people in the front row at the press conferences, the people on the planes, the lower bowl, they all at at the end of the day, they got to keep that access to Mark Cuban and Mark Cuban can probably ruin their lives. So they're going to be a little they're going to do his bidding to a certain degree. God bless him. I have no desire to be media. I could not care less about any of these things. But that's how it be, right? So <clears throat> they, these people behind the scenes are willing to say to acknowledge that what's going on with Christian Wood right now is weird. Let's let's go to the numbers real quick. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put it out there. Christian Wood minutes over the course of the, the past the year. October, averaging about 25 minutes a game. November, about 25 minutes a game. By December, he started starting, got around, got up to around 30 minutes a game. January, before the injury, 34 minutes. He's averaging less than 20 minutes since he came back. That's a dramatic shift for nothing to have changed as far as our front court. Why might you say? Now, we speculated, this is where this conversation came from. In the last podcast, we speculated that they tried to trade him. They didn't expect him to be here, basically. And this is the result of not being able to trade him and knowing he's expiring. The feel, the, the knowledge that has been passed is that this is all an attempt to affect his market. What does that mean? <clears throat> if Christian Wood is on the bench, people are going to assume that he deserves to be on the bench if they have no other reason to think that they have no reason to think the Mavs will self-sabotage. So they're going to say it's justified. He should be on the bench. I think Grant just posted a poll a minute ago asking who should be starting for the Mavs. When I last looked at it, Christian Wood had 70% of the vote. I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna look at it again. 
just to see where it's at because I retweeted it. It had like 200 votes at the time. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Actually, I know where I can find it. Christian Wood is up to 74% with 660 votes in as who should be starting for the starting center. JaVal McGee is actually seven with 11% or second with 11%. Dwight Powell is the one playing 27 minutes. Um, so the fans can see that Christian Wood should probably be starting for the most part. I see one person in the comments saying, you know, I don't care who starts, but Christian Wood needs to be playing the most minutes. Blatantly obvious that he should be playing more minutes. Nobody is pretending that Christian Wood is a world beater on defense. And his agent even said it. I'll say it. His agent even said it. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass and tell you that Christian Wood is perfect on defense. It's not ridiculous to think that he should be playing more minutes than Dwight Powell. It's not, it's not even something I'm trying to debate. It's not debate. When you argue about stupid shit, it's hard to tell who's the stupid one, right? Ain't that what they say? When you argue with an idiot, nobody can tell who was who. Something like that. Something like that. I'm not having no our debate about whether or not Dwight Powell should be starting. He should not be starting. Much respect for Dwight Powell. He is a great, serviceable, stopgap big, backup big. They can give you some quality minutes off the bench. He should not be starting. Christian Wood... If your goal is to keep him here, which it apparently is, the, 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 the calls are still coming about the extension, then play him. Why would he want to stay if you're playing with his minutes? Now, that's the Christian Wood side of it. The other side of it, the players are not stupid. They see you playing with this man's minutes. They know he should be starting. And while... Dwight Powell's a company man and all that. Maybe he doesn't see it that way. You know, maybe he's bought into the politics and the mass culture of it. But there are other guys on the team that might not be quite so bought into that. One of them is Luca. I have seen Luca looking at Christian Wood and trying to be encouraging in his minutes like, hey, if we do all these things perfectly, I can see it in his eyes. If everything goes perfectly in these minutes, Chris, uh, Jason got to start you. He got to play you more minutes. One of those people is Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving is also a free agent after the year. Kyrie Irving is big on the way his teammates are treated. If Kyrie Irving comes in and immediately is having questions about why Certain player is not playing more minutes. And let's say him and Christian Wood have a conversation. And Christian Wood said, hey, I mean, I feel like they're trying to keep other teams from, from wanting me. I think they're, I said it. I think they're trying to provoke him to react, to act out, to have an episode like he did in Houston. They probably are trying to provoke this man. They want him to, to show out. So then when 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 other teams back away, in their minds, because they're stupid. He'll have to accept our deal. No. I think when he said that these are the things I care about, being an all-star and, and and winning a championship, that means that you play 2K, right? When they tell you like what, what a player values and you have to treat them a certain way based on what they value? Yes. 
if the money if if the money is close and he can be treated like a human being, I guarantee you he'll go to the place where he can be treated like a human being. Now, this was not explicitly said by his agent, but reading the tea leaves on it. Multiple things. So first of all, the Houston Rockets situation. Detroit did want to keep Christian Wood. I've seen people say the line, Detroit didn't want to keep him. Yes, they did, according to his agent. The Pistons did want to keep him when he was a free agent. He chose to go to Houston because he wanted to play with James Harden. He was not expecting a trade from Houston, but agents and players have conversations. He wanted to play with a guard like Luca or LaMelo Ball. In that same free agency, Charlotte wanted him. Who has money next year? Charlotte Hornets. Do you think they're going to look at Christian Wood playing less than 20 minutes and scoring 18 points a game in those less than 20 minutes and say there must be something weird going on with this guy? I don't know if we want him on our team. No. They're going to say thank you for fucking up, Mark Cuban. Thank you for being a dumbass. Thank you for handing him to us on a silver platter. Thank you. I don't know what's going to happen. The Mavs allegedly want to keep this man despite playing with his minutes, playing with his money potentially. But if I'm Christian Wood, I would not want to be here if this is how you're going to treat me because of some petty, because I won't negotiate with you on, on your time. You don't respect my wishes. And so this is, this is now you want to treat me like I'm a, a weirdo, like a cast off. We have to win with the roster we have. Like they're not going to do Kyrie like that. Why did, why should, why does Christian Wood deserve that treatment? There's no explanation for his minutes being what they are besides the pettiness that appears to be occurring. None. You cannot tell me Dwight Powell's defense. That's bullshit. I don't want to hear that. Even in this game, we're getting murdered inside. Dwight Powell, six rebounds in 26 minutes. I don't remember him. I don't, nobody ever looks at Dwight Powell in the paint and hesitates. Never seen it. Never seen him go up and get somebody at the apex in the paint on a block. I've seen him block a shot. Never seen him body somebody up and just stop them. I did see Christian Wood do that in this game. I don't ask a lot. I just want my team to, I just want to feel like my team put their best foot forward. When I watched the South Carolina Gamecocks, man, they lost a lot of games this year. They're going to continue to lose games as this year ends. But I've never looked at that court and said, why is Gigi Jackson not on the court? I've never looked and said coach needs to make a substitution because coach is doing his best with what he got. I don't feel like Jason Kidd is. And I don't know if this is a Jason Kidd thing, a management thing, or both. Gotta be both, right? Like if you're on mute, I don't know if you knew that. 
Um, yeah, I think it's a mix of both. I think it's a mix of Jason Kidd clearly has an issue with this guy on the team. That was clear from the jump. I think true. people who are even unbiased, I mean, people who are biased to Christian Wood or people who just don't like Christian Wood can see that Jason Kidd has something against this guy from the jump, didn't want to play this guy. And that mixed with management trying to control the narrative and control his market just so they can get on, get him on a cheaper deal. It's just, yeah, it's, it's nasty work, man. So I asked, cause I do PR stuff, right? I went, I went to school for this crap. A guy like Christian Wood going into free agency could probably benefit from a profile on him. Uh, he's dealing with a lot of reputational stuff from early in his career. He had the the incident last year. I can't remember what the exact details of it were. It was a a, a little situation, and he should have had more problems in Houston. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, we talked about this. He went there to play with James Harden. James Harden left. He suffered pretty much the rest of the time there with what is undeniably a bad situation for everybody. My fucker was playing with John Wall and Boogie. It was a bad situation for everybody involved. It's still a bad situation for everybody. Like, I feel sorry for a lot of those players and Coach Silas because he ends up being the bad guy when he's pretty much said in an interview himself, they don't want me to win games. John Wall said it. Right. It, like, Silas literally was like, they got, they will have what they want me to do. Like, I don't, I, he looks depressed. Coach Silas deserves better, man. And they on his head about the team. If they didn't set the orders down, hey, we tanking, don't win no games, what he supposed to do? You won't give them no vets. They got these young rapscallions, if you will, just, just running around doing whatever they want. None of these motherfuckers got sense. On and off the court. Especially Kevin Porter Jr. Only thing he did got right, you know what, I'm not going to go there. He got Kaza. Yeah, you can say it. She the only reason I think he ain't flipped out and did some crazy shit already. But it was a bad situation. He had the one incident last year. He had a great apology for it afterward. Other than that, the stuff that people hold over his head is old news. And I think he could benefit from a profile, like a sit-down interview, like one-on-one, whatever. He ain't that important. You ain't got to be important. If you're a free talking agent. talking about Kevin Porter Jr., right? Oh, no. I'm talking about Wood. Oh, okay. okay I, don't know what go- I don't know what Kevin got going on right now. Oh, okay. He's I a, he got his extension. He I got thought you were still talking about KPJ. My fault. He, KPJ is paid. He's good. I'm saying Christian Wood could benefit from a one-on-one sit-down. It don't got to be a big one. It just has to happen, period. Because the teams that are interested are the only ones that matter as far as yes. hearing it from him. He can't talk to them yet himself. But he can have an interview and, hey, I was a dumb kid. I did X, Y, Z. I thought this, this, this. Like, this is a dude that got kicked out of the Chinese basketball league for, at one point. Like, we, the fact that he gets no, very little credit for his come up is weird. The numbers and the efficiency that he's put up as a Dallas Maverick have been amazing. We should be doing everything in our power to keep him. And we're not. And he's been a class act through all of it. I think most people would agree they've been surprised by how well he's managed the situation. Because I don't know if I would have would have handled it this well. Personally. I know I I know I wouldn't. 
whether it's actually acting out or like you being able to just tell that I'm annoyed, you would be able to see it. But he's doing, he's showing up, he's smiling every day. Like he's doing, I'm, if the Mavs think they're hurting his market by doing this, they're doing the exact opposite, in my opinion. He comes out, he plays 20 minutes, he has a great, efficient 20 minutes, he's putting up numbers in those 20 minutes, and then he gets relegated to the bench until desperate measures are, are called for and then he gets put in to be a savior or be a scapegoat if he misses the one shot he gets to take in the minute or whatever or he doesn't take the shot which i believe was what occurred tonight he didn't get a didn't get a good look didn't get a shot up so now he gets his one minute after being cold after watching Dwight Powell get body for for 5 6 minutes in a row um and now he's not enough somehow Even his biggest haters can't. There's nothing you can tell me about that justifies the way he's being played. I didn't want to accept that this is what's happening. Like there are multiple times during this conversation where I was just shaking my head, like I can't believe we're gonna we're gonna mess this up. And not only are we gonna mess it up with him, we might it might lead to messing it up with Kyrie. We're in an era of player empowerment, and one of the leads of that player empowerment movement, one of the faces for better or worse, regardless of how you look at it, whether it be a positive or negative, of that player empowerment movement is Kyrie Irving. And if it's obvious and clear to players inside this locker room, and maybe even people outside the locker room, we're not inside the locker room, and we already, basically, the conversation Bibbs had with his agent, Bibbs was texting me like, yeah, pretty much confirmed most of the things we were talking about. Most of the things we were saying were, in fact, true. If we see that from the outside looking in as fans, imagine what players on other teams are saying who are paying attention to this. Players who are like, man, maybe when my contract is up, I'm thinking about Dallas. And they see the way Christian Wood is being treated. Kyrie is saying the way Christian Wood is being treated. And it's not even like, damn, that could happen to me. It's just the principle of the fact, the principle of the matter, the respect factor. That's not a good look on the organization. Just when we felt like we were starting to get to a point where we're like, hey, we got a new head coach. Whether we like Jason Kidd or not, players respect Jason Kidd. Players want to play for Jason Kidd. That's a plus for this team. We got a new general manager in Nico Harrison who has connects at Nike back when he was uh, whatever the fuck he was doing there, which is showing with his relationship with Kyrie. We're in a new age where we're thinking, man, we got these two new things. We got a young star in Luca. Guys will want to come play here more. And they're self-sabotaging. Like, it makes no sense. You, you brought up the point that I definitely wanted to get to. We are in the player empowerment era. And I feel like the Mavs' biggest problem is that they don't seem to understand that yet. think they were spoiled with Dirk. Dirk took Dirk sacrificed a lot and received nothing for it. Well, I mean, he got a statue out of it, I guess. You know, whatever. In a championship. I mean, that I mean after the championship. Oh, okay. Just taking pay cuts for them to pursue help. I never- remember when we were trying to pursue help for Dirk, and Dirk was just getting old, and we kept striking out. There was a year where they was where it was like, oh, the Golden State Warriors it was like 
the 15, 16, 17, one of those years. 16, 17, or 18, one of those years. It's like the Warriors are interested in signing or trying to acquire Dirk Nowitzki. And you know what I said? Good for him. Go. Like, I, first of all, anyone who's upset that Dirk in his 20th, 19th, or even 18th year has decided, uh, I don't want to do this no more. I want to go compete for a championship. After all he did for this team, if you were mad at him for that, you could suck a dick. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, but just the 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 bad management that took place during that time, I was like, if he leaves to go to the Warriors and wins a championship, good for him, man. That says a lot. Yeah. I think I said I wouldn't want to see it, Yeah, but I would understand. Right. <laughs> like... It was. I had already given up on Mark Cuban before that because at what point do you decide that this isn't working and you need to switch, switch the strategy? I think they waited too long. If they had figured that out earlier, if they'd done, even if they went the Dame route, like what the Blazers are doing with Dame, I said, like trying to go, I, I said it on the, I was on the Buckets and Beyond podcast this past week and um, they, they've done the, the Reggie Miller thing, the, the soft reset reboot around their guy their their guy it almost worked for the pacers the mouse at the palace ended that like yeah they were on their way to the championship after their soft reboot reset with the young players around reggie miller the blazers are doing that right now with dame if we had done that earlier we might end up in a situation where we draft Giannis in 2013 because we're willing to allow him to develop around dirk to make a run in four to five years after that Completely different story for this franchise. You know, people going to say, yeah, but if we'd have drafted Giannis, we wouldn't have Luca. So what? I would not give a <laughs> So what? Have you ever heard a Bucks fan cry about not having Luca? The facts. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, no. Oh, man. Yeah, I know who I would rather take right now. We're revising history. You got to actually revise history. If we had... Giannis Antetokounmpo in the 2018, going into the 2018 draft, we would not have been worried about no damn Luka Doncic. I'm keeping it 100. At all. Would we would not be on our mind. We wouldn't even be thinking, of, we wouldn't care because we're like, we ain't even in the position. We played in the playoffs. We got the MV fucking peak. Like, what? <laughs> Why would we be worried about some Luka Doncic? Like, it would not even be a thought. Luka oh. Doncic would just be a dude on a team. Shout what? out. Sorry to the Slovenian fans. Y'all would be fans of somebody else. Wouldn't be us, but y'all would definitely be fans of somebody else. Be fucking for real. Come on. So that's, and that's, I forget how I even got to this point. Damn. Oh, the Mavs and the mismanagement and not understanding this player empowerment era. It's the biggest takeaway from that conversation was a couple of things. Oh, the last piece I need to mention. Other teams see through this. Like factually, other teams have already acknowledged behind the scenes what is occurring. Already acknowledged, yeah, we we see that they're not, they're trying to play with this boy. They're waiting. There's the sharks are circling on Christian Wood. I personally, I'm I'm almost ready to just accept that he's probably gonna leave if this doesn't change. If something dramatically doesn't change over the next month and a half to where he's starting and they uh, mend whatever fences behind the scenes, he's probably gone. I've accepted it. 
I'm I'm willing. I'm ready to accept it. I don't see how we get to a point where we change, but I feel like the damage is probably done. I agree. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm still holding some stuff back because I don't want to say too much personally. Yeah. Although I was given clearance to say more, I don't want to say <laughs> something that could be too problematic. Um, I'll t- I don't even know if I told Reese something. I, I may do tell you this after we get off here, actually. No, I think okay. About yeah, I'll tell you this after we get off here. But it's 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 bad and it sucks. Um, if you have a guy under contract, even if you feel like he's not going to stay, should you not try to get the most out of him while he's under contract with you? You should, unless it's just like a problematic player, a guy that's just bad for the locker room, giving the team problem, the coaches, management. And even then, you should still be like, let's play MC, like, get his value up. Maybe we trade him. I don't know. And it's, and from all we are hearing, that's not the case. Or they would be saying, it. I, oh, I, this is the last piece. I forgot to clear this up. When I mentioned doing the, the profile on him to try to show, like, hey, I've grown. I'm not the player I was. I learned from my experiences, blah, 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 blah. They basically said they believe the Mavs would undercut it with a story of their own. That Tim Tim Cato, Christian Wood missed the flight or was late to the flight, you know, slept through practice, whatever. That Tim Cato breaks, that report would drop like immediately after. Uh, I said a name. I don't care. Whatever. That report is dropping immediately, which sucks, right? Like I can't even defend myself. <laughs> I just gotta. I just gotta accept it. I just gotta suffer through it to the end of this contract. And it's sad because Christian Wood is happy with the team. He likes Luca. He likes the players. He's very happy. Would love to play with these dudes. Is not being allowed to play with them. You know when you when you ground it and you live right by the park and you can hear your friends. It's the SpongeBob meme. <laughs> we're, we're looking outside at Patrick and SpongeBob, man. That's that's how Christian Wood feeling on the bench right now. Like, dang, I wish I could be out there with Luca and Kyrie, but I know I'm gonna have to come in when one of them is on the bench and Tim Hardaway Jr. gonna be taking the shots. Like that's that's that's, that's the situation. Uh, shout out to Christian Wood. That's all I'm going to say. I think we spent enough time on this. Yeah. um, That's just the entire situation is crazy. I'm pretty sure there'll be more to come on that. Uh, But yeah, we spent enough time on it. I think we covered everything. I think we've expressed our feelings on the situation. um, Even last week before we knew all this information. So let's move on for now. Um, We're going to take a quick ad break. And after these messages, we'll be back with our weekly segments. Mavs fans, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fool your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. 
Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, basketball, of course, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Obviously, this summer, around the summertime, you'll have the NBA playoffs. The best of the best, the best teams are the best, the best players are the best. Obviously, me, along with y'all, I'm sure, will keep an eye on the Dallas Mavericks if they happen to be in it. The new addition to Kyrie Irving has clearly opened up a lot of options for players on the team. So a lot of overs for guys like Kyrie as far as assists, rebounds, guys like Josh Green as far as assists, rebounds, and even points. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, people, we are back after that lengthy segment, uh, The Curious Case of Christian Wood. That's the title. Um, I got you. Oh, okay. No, I just said bet. By the time. Oh, I thought you said hey. I'm about to say hey what? Hey now. Hey now. This is what dreams are made of. Hey now. Hey now. This is what dreams are made of. Speaking of dreams, I got nothing. Um, The Fantasy League, the Mavs Outsiders Fantasy League. It's time for the recap, y'all. Let's see who's winning, who's losing. Me. Um, get to the playoff race. Yeah, we in a playoff race at this point. I told y'all I'm no longer setting my lineups, so I am a free dub. But apparently not, because creative team name could not defeat my team this week. I'm whooping his ass 1,162 to 949. I'm assuming there's someone who is no longer setting their lineups either since they have the same record as me and are probably aware of the fact that the playoffs is not an option. Next, Bibbs whooped Eshawn's ass. Eshawn probably still isn't setting lineups. If he is, this is a set splay. 1,280 points to 827. You're at 10 and 7 right now. You're on a five-game win streak. Got to be six. About to be six, cruising into the playoffs. Make sure we don't get that money up, man. I need that sign SJ update. Hey, 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 we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. We're saving it. Bay Area MFFL defeated Watch the Throne 1,402 to 1,200. Team Coops defeats Team Wild Bill 1,468. To 1,090. Freeport Islanders. Dog Walk. Jay Green is OKX. 1,414 to 629. Girl, you know it's Drew. 
taking the L to the balding. Um, yeah, the balding point. 1,588 to 1,078. So those two results are big. Those last two. Why so? Me, KT, and Shiko are fighting for those last two playoff spots. Ah, okay. Oklahoma City, OKC Sean, takes the L to Toe Big, Bumaye. 1,010 to 857. Losing to a dude who was 2 and 15 is awful. No excuse. The big game of the week. 13 and 4, SJ's children versus probably injured at 12 and 5. SJ is on a five game win streak. Saib, who was probably injured, is on a seven game win streak. Currently, the score is. Saib is leading 1,471 to SJ's 1,355. Let's see who they have left. Oh, wait a minute. This might already be over. Uh, Yeah, this is most likely already over, but we'll see. Um, The only person... Saib has no one else left playing today. Um, he did have OG Ananobi on his bench. I don't know if that was on purpose. Um, he currently has Jaden McDaniels playing right now. SJ has Kyle Anderson currently playing and has Eric Gordon and Cam Reddish playing later tonight. Um, yeah, she's down 115 points. Um, I don't see Cam Reddish, Kyle Anderson, and Eric Gordon giving her that. So I'm going to assume that Saib is walking away with the victory. It's almost playoff time, man. You 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 cruising up in there? How how you feeling about your team? Feel great. Um, you know we're on a six game win streak after this 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 SJ loss on the second. Second best win streak in the league right now. Um, John Morant, Jalen Brunson, Zach Levine's been playing well. Jaron Jackson, Shangun, um, Mark Williams. It's been a big pickup for me. I had a, almost a 2020 game the other night. Uh, that's 50 fantasy points he gave me on an 18-20 game. That's that's the big X factor for me. Shaden Sharp. Been getting some good minutes lately. He had a 45-point game, not basketball, NBA points, but fantasy point game for me the other day. Uh, and then I got my Spurs. I got Branham and I got Bassett getting extended minutes, piling up the statistics. Uh, I, I feel good going into these playoffs. I'm, I'm here to de- defend the money, $100 on the line to the winner of this fantasy league. I don't even know if we've explicitly said that up to this point. $100 on the line. I don't think we have either. Yeah, $100 on the line for the winner of the fantasy league, and I got to hold it down for the for the home team. I got to keep the money in-house. Keep the uh, money in our account, man. <laughs> but uh, good luck to the rest of y'all. That's, that's Team Coops, SJ, Bay Area. Um, watch the throw and balling point and probably injured. Either Chico or KT. 
because I'm, I'm, I'm claiming it. I'm getting in this last play. I'm getting this playoff spot, and then KT and Shiko, y'all got that last week to decide the last spot. Well, I'm hitching my wagon to you. That way we don't have to lose our money. Uh, but it's going to be fun. These recaps are going to get much more fun when the playoffs start. Um, with that being said, it's time to move on to the final two weekly segments. Y'all know the deal. Mavs Outsiders. Unsung Hero of the Week Award. Last week, the award went to nobody. Not going to lie, I thought about repeating that again this week, but I said, you know what? I can't do that two weeks in a row. One week was cool, but got to find somebody to give it to. And I went with an easy choice. Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week this week is the newly acquired Justin Holiday for his performance in the San Antonio Spurs game, not the Lakers game. Um, to be honest, I don't know if anyone was deserving in the Lakers game. Maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping, but uh, yeah, giving it to Justin Holiday just solely for that performance. His first game as a Maverick, he came out firing, showed why he should have been picked up by this team, showing that he can add some value to this team. I'm excited to see what he does for the rest of the season and the playoffs for this team. Uh, maybe there's more unsung hero awards in his future. But for now, he gets it this week. It is his. Congratulations to Justin Holiday. Speaking of the future, let's look to the future with Weatherman Bibbs giving us the forecast on the upcoming week. What's the word, Bibbs? I love a segue race. Uh, beautiful transition there. No, I won't make that joke. So uh, we're looking ahead on the schedule this week. It's actually a pretty, pretty tame schedule. No back to backs. And we got a two game, two day gap between games. On one of these. So first of all, on Tuesday, that's our next game. We're going to be facing the Indiana Pacers. Rick Carlisle's coming back, folks. You know how we feel about him. Uh, Rick Carlisle's Indiana Pacers. I, I can't tell if they're trying to make the plan or they're trying to tank. I don't know if they know what they're doing, but we're going to find out on Tuesday. Then on Thursday, we're going to be facing Joel Embiid. May God have mercy on our souls. Uh, I don't even have much else to say besides that. Joel Embiid's going to flop, hip-hop, bebop his way to 30 points and 30 rebounds at least. Most likely, he's going to be an unstoppable force in the paint. Uh, before we get a two-game break to kind of reflect, rest, figure things out, and then we face the Phoenix Suns. The new look Phoenix Suns, it'll, I believe it'll be the last game before KD makes his debut in a Suns uniform. They're a team that is rebounded. They're a team that's looking to, to grow. And Terrence Ross, newly acquired, he's had a good gamer here or there, something along those lines. Devin Booker's still Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton, paper mache soft the last time we played him. Will he step up in this one? We shall see. It's an interesting week, Reese. Pacers, 76ers, Suns. How you feeling? Um, while you were going through that slate in my head, I'm thinking two and one or one and two. I, I can't can't decide. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with one and two. Uh, I feel good about the Pacers game. I think the Sixers game is an L, even though it's at home, and I don't feel good about the Suns game. 
How about you? I did the same thing. Went back and forth. I'm going to try not to be a prisoner of the negative moment we just had. And I'm going to say two and one. I'm going to yeah. say we the 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 gap between games helps to to figure things out. And I have to believe Coach Jason Kidd can't be stupid forever. Um, what are the chances we see Maxi before this week is over? I don't want to see him in the 76ers game. I would hate for Joel Embiid to roll into his leg. So all that flopping. Yeah. I would be interested in seeing him in the Suns game. He's That's doing five on five work, so I don't know if it's just a conditioning thing or why he's not playing yet. Hopefully the team can stay healthy this week. That's the best thing we need. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if Marquise Morris is going to continue to get minutes this week. Uh, but yeah, my prediction is one and two. Uh, it could be one and two or two and one. Either way, I don't see it being zero oh and three. Uh, really, don't even see it being three and zero. Oh, to be quite honest, um, but uh, that 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 Suns game is the key for me. Suns game is the key. So. Uh, that's a week from now. We'll know more then after that game. Uh, it's another early game. Believe that was at one o'clock on Sunday. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll know where this team stands in the standings by the end of that game next week, a week from now. But uh, unless you got anything else to add, I'll close this thing out. I think, I think, oh, I do want to say real quickly. Uh, we mentioned on the last podcast, if you listened through to the end and a few people actually reached out and said they listened through to the end, um, and they either couldn't or didn't need the tickets, but they wanted to give us a shout out for, for, for even making that an opportunity for people. Uh, but a few people did reach out about the tickets and they have received them. I know Jose and his homie tagged us on Instagram. Um, apparently it was his friend's first time getting to see Luca in person. So that was cool. Um, we want to be able to do these things in the future. And I want to thank, uh, Mavs Outsider listener, Stu, for, for making that possible. Uh, he said, Hey, I got these tickets for these games. If you want to give them out, be able to feel free to do so. So thank you, Stu, if you're listening, uh, for, for, for making that happen for us, we appreciate you. And everybody that received the tickets was very appreciative as well. So, um, Definitely cool to be able to do that. Hopefully get to do some some more stuff like that in the future. That's all I got. All right. Uh, shout out to Jose for getting the tickets. I hope you enjoyed the game, even though there was a hell of a fucking collapse. <laughs> um, but with that being said, um, we will be back Tuesday for the recap. I can guarantee you that unless something comes up, which prevents us from doing it. But uh, you will get a recap that night. Uh, and we'll see y'all then. Peace. Peace.